You're listening to Comedy Central. This week on Tuning Out the News, Hot Take warns Congresswoman Cori Bush that Trump's January 6th subpoena will cause another Capitol invasion when our nation's gin-soaked lawyers rush to join his legal team. And Virtue Signal discusses Barack Obama's criticism of cancel culture, calling it a well-intentioned misstep for which he should be banished forever. But first, in the battle for Congress, Americans are staring the growing threat of fascism directly in the eyes and saying, hey, you want to move in together? And James Smartwood has a very real phone call with Herschel Walker. It's Thursday, October 20th. Welcome to Tuning Out the News, the podcast. Up first, big news. Good evening, I'm James Smartwood, and I trust the future of this planet in the hands of whoever does Tom Brady's plastic surgery. The top story tonight, with just 20 days until the election, Republicans are offering a slate of candidates with only enough brain cells needed to salute an authoritarian strongman. And according to polls, voters are kind of digging it. One of those Republicans virtually tied with his opponent is Georgia Senate candidate Herschel Walker, who receives a daily briefing on who he is and what he's doing here. He's currently defending brandishing a police badge at a debate in an effort to steal valor from America's most noble profession. That's a badge that I was given by a police officer, and I do have the badge. You have it. I, I carry it with me all the time. It's, not, it's a real badge. It's not a fake badge. It is a real badge. This badge gives me the right, and wait, let me finish. If anything happened in this county, I have the right to work with the police and getting things done. If you didn't already know Herschel Walker was a cop, you could have deduced it from his history of domestic violence allegations. Walker is just one of the self-appointed administrators of state aggression among the majority of Republican nominees, 291 in all, who've denied or questioned the outcome of the last presidential election. I assume questioned in the same way cheetahs are simply questioning a gazelle. And yet, despite these candidates' un-American tendencies, Americans tend to love them, according to CBS News polling showing them inching ahead. The good news is if these people are in Congress, they're not ruining their daughter's wedding by announcing Joe Biden is the Antichrist. Joining me now to crack a news egg in the fact flower, form some truth dough, and enjoy a plate of fresh headline alini is Democratic strategist who has talked about Bill and Hillary's marriage and therapy more than her own, Lydia Parker. Good evening. Chief Washington Bureau Chief, whose every member of his paternal line died driving a sob into a creek, Jonathan Keene. Hello. Chief Field Correspondent still working on telling the difference between helicopters and big bugs, James Smartwood Jr. Hey, Dad. Hey, Junior. Uh-huh. Plus, New York Times columnist who sends his friends 1,200-word essays on why they should have a great birthday birthday charles blow thank you for joining us charles nice to be here charles what is your take on this shockingly even battle for congress keeping in mind this recording will someday be used against us in a very brief trial in a stadium well th- i see it this way that people cannot maintain uh anger and rage and that's not a political that's just a human psychological issue uh, and we realized that we had reached our max in the Trump years, and we are seeing it play out again in the midterms. It's not that people don't care about democracy. It's that they cannot maintain the rage necessary uh, uh, to champion that cause above all else when other things feel more immediate and more urgent, like paying the bills, paying the rent, 
uh, uh, buying a new house or affording the mortgage. I'm just so confused as to how the richest country in the world with the most powerful army in history could fall prey to a governing philosophy blending capitalism and state violence. I don't like Republicans' sudden overt push towards fascism. I prefer the more subtle creep of the past several decades. Now, I know what's going on here. Every Democrat is locked in some kind of hell, wherein they must perpetually debate a chaos monster phantasm who they're trailing by one point. Sure. Let's talk about what a Republican Congress would look like. Georgia Republican Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene took a break from mailing pipe bombs to the New York Times to do a glossy interview with the New York Times. She wasted no time and plunged into offering thinly veiled political threats. I think that to be the best Speaker of the House and to please the base, Kevin McCarthy is going to give me a lot of power and a lot of leeway, she predicted in a flat, unemotional voice. And if he doesn't, they're going to be very unhappy about it. Charles, if Marjorie Taylor Greene's wing of the Republican caucus controls the House, what can we expect besides weekly mandatory national viewings of the original Little Mermaid? (laughs) I think Marjorie Taylor Greene uh, understands what Kevin McCarthy will have to do as much as Kevin McCarthy does. He has, if he wants to be the speaker, he has to reflect the base of the party and the base of the party wants vengeance. And so that is what they are going to do. They're going to launch as many investigations as they can. They're going to make them as public as they can. They're going to try to make the last two years of the Biden administration as embarrassing for him as they can and use that as a way to try to win their way back into the White House. The only way to stop Marjorie Taylor Greene is to lay a pull-up bar in her path and hope she exercises herself stupid. You know, I look forward to Joe Biden hologramming himself into multiple concurrent impeachment hearings. That's going to be fun for sure. Wait, hold on. Hey, sorry, gang. Uh, sorry, Charles. I just remembered that there's something I got to take care of here. Oh, what is it? What's going on? I, I just I got my laptop stolen out of my car last night, and I got to call the police before I oh, forget. Just, just hold on one second here. Sure, sure. Mr. Walker, hey, uh, this is James Smartwood from Big News. Do you have a second to chat? What paper are you with now? It's, uh, it's Big News. Basically, what I wanted to do was I wanted to report a crime uh I left my window down in my car last night. Someone stole my laptop out of the passenger seat. And so I'm just trying to figure out if there's any way in your, you know, as someone who is a law enforcement person, uh, if there's any way you could take a look at it. Well, I'll tell you what we'll do is uh, we'll report the thing and, and, uh, and all that and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think that'll be great. But what we'll do is you've got a number I can call? Uh, yeah, sure. One second. It's... Uh, Wait, 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 let me get this. Sure. No, I mean, if, if it is something you could take care of, is it something where you could go down there, kind of get some fingerprints, check out the, the security cameras and all that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, But the, you know, I'm just trying to, the main thing, though, is I want to get to this laptop. Is there any chance you could hop in the squad car, you know, flick on the siren, come down here, and maybe, like, go undercover or something? Uh, what can you do? Can you do anything? No, I mean, I'm not, I'm not actually in, you know, I think that's, I don't have the authority. Let me, uh, let me call you this number here. That sounds great. All right, thank you, sir. I gave him the wrong number. I don't want him having my number. Oh, absolutely not. Now I'm going to go see Avatar again. I still don't get it at all, so that's all the time we have. Thank you to my analysts and tuning out the news contributor, Charles Blow. Thank you so much, Charles. Thank you. Virtue Signal is up next. Kylie, are you pretending to care about an issue for Social Cloud even though it means nothing to you? 
That's right, James. Barack Obama thinks Democrats need to lighten up on cancel culture, but will he still think that when I enlist an army of white women to tell him that lighten up is a colorist insult? That's ahead on Tuning Out the News. Up next on Tuning Out the News, the podcast. Virtue Signals' Kylie Weaver turns her back on Barack Obama after he turns his back on cancel culture. That and more after the break. Chevy, you're a big, strong boy and not a total wiener. Welcome back. This week on Tuning Out the News, the liberal panelists of Virtue Signal critiqued former President Barack Obama's stance on cancel culture and praised Democrats' vague messaging on inflation. Tonight, Barack Obama says cancel culture hurts Democrats' election chances, ignoring how it cuts down on choice paralysis when liberals drum candidates out of the public sphere. This is Virtue Signal. I'm Kylie Weaver, and today I fought anti-Semitism by donating my Yeezys to Mandy Patinkin. Top story, y'all. Future President Michelle Obama's husband, Barack Obama, can do no wrong in my eyes. That's why I stood by him during his biggest scandals, wearing a tan suit and bombing a hospital. But I cannot support him appearing with my ear husbands, the Pod Save America boys, and denouncing liberals' most effective tool, holding voters to a standard so high that Republicans can easily limbo under it to political domination. Sometimes... People just want to not feel as if uh, they are walking on eggshells. They want some acknowledgement that life is messy and that all of us at any given moment uh, can, you know, uh, say things the wrong way, make mistakes. Michelle talks uh, about her mother-in-law or her mother, my mother-in-law. Michelle points out she's 86. You know, and sometimes, you know, trying to get the right phraseology when we're talking about issues, Michelle's like, that's like her trying to learn Spanish, and that's okay. Wow, 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 wow. Learning Spanish is not that hard. I did it during my semester abroad in Barcelona. Joining me in the echo chamber is former Biden communications director who can seamlessly pivot your story about your kid's illness to the jobs report, Jordan Pulse. Good evening. Former DNC chair who thinks anyone who keeps the curtains on their bay window open after dusk is running a whorehouse, Charlotte Fitzgerald. Hello. And Lincoln Project senior advisor with eyes too small for contacts and face too crooked for glasses, Tori Lawson. Hi there. Okay, panel, let's just say it. Obama took a direct shot at all of us here at virtue signal. I don't oh, yeah, honestly I that. That, that was disrespectful most of to my say days. the least. You know, Obama is betraying the time-honored democratic tradition of winnerless infighting. Walking on eggshells actually feels amazing on the bottom of your feet. I did it at a retreat in Big Sur. There are perfect people in this world, and you're looking at them, except for Troy. No rebuttal here. You're looking at three angels in a sentient clogged sink. I'm sorry to say, but Barack Hussein Obama, for the crime of suggesting we should focus more on fighting fascism and less on haranguing people who don't have an up-to-the-minute grasp on what Twitter says the right words are, you canceled, bitch. That's right, bitch, you canceled. Get out of here. Also, also, Michelle Obama's mom, you canceled, bitch. Oh, yes, that one I can't believe it. 
fine. Now, moving on. Desperate Republicans are reaching in the bottom of the barrel and attacking Democrats on the top issue, inflation. In response, the Biden administration deployed my ride-or-die, Pete Buttigieg, who showed why he's Transportation Secretary with a scenic roundabout answer. Our focus has been on reducing the pressure of cost of living on families. For example, Take the Inflation Reduction Act, right? Part of what that does at a time when we have pressure on people because the cost of living is going too high is to cut the cost of things like prescription drugs. We strongly believe that we should continue in the direction of prioritizing uh, not tax loopholes for billionaires, not uh, corporate profits, but allowing Americans to be able to get by with the income that they're making. Good on Pete for not going after the easy target of corporate price gouging and instead focusing on easing the burden on consumers so they have more money to be gouged. You know, I'm glad he keeps mentioning the cost of prescription drugs because I need my Adderall, okay? I use it to barter for food and gas. Yes. Buttigieg also doesn't mention that rising interest rates will drastically slow the economy and raise unemployment. I'm sure he's just doing that because he's so modest about how good it is. Mm -hmm. Okay, look, good for the Biden administration for sending out Buttigieg to defend their biggest campaign weakness with as many weapons as Buttigieg was allowed to carry in Afghanistan. Just look at how at ease he is. For example, take the Inflation Reduction Act, reverse that. So it's a very clear choice that was facing a very real risk was even worse. This quoted to me would make clear the Inflation Reduction Act. Good on Pete for modeling good recession behavior by switching his diet to super dry survival bread. Now it's the part of the show where I finally give my take on a story. It's time for your signal boost. New York Times reporter and Access Journalism queen Maggie Haberman, author of the best-selling new book, Confidence Man, The Making of Donald Trump and the Breaking of America, is receiving backlash for withholding Donald Trump scoops from the open maw of the nonstop news cycle. And she's not alone. Maggie Haberman is finally out with her new Trump book, and it too reveals some info that might have been useful to know a long time ago. Haberman's is just the latest Trump book to raise the question. Why do so many DC journalists appear to sit on huge revelations, especially Trump-related revelations, until they're published in a book? You've been criticized for not releasing that information until now. The president has criticized you, other commentators. You should have a conversation about things that some of these reporters are doing when it comes to withholding information for a book. Um, because frankly, that doesn't feel like journalism. Those critics are exactly right. Imagine how many voters would have abandoned Trump had they known that he destroyed evidence, impersonated reporters, was racist, did not want to leave the White House, and lied. All things we would never have guessed that Trump would do after a lifetime of doing them. Now, some might say that these revelations just reinforce a narrative people absorbed a decade ago when Trump wrote birtherism into public life, and that, in our hyper-polarized landscape, voters' opinions on Trump do not swing based on the arrival date of a Maggie Haberman scoop. But what if those Trump diehards heard that 
quote, Trump doesn't consider Jared a great outdoorsman. I bet the Oath Keepers would never have attacked the Capitol in solidarity with wealthy New Yorker Jared Kushner. Sure, these books carry immense value as a complete accounting of the worst president in history, but that's not enough. They must also deliver that one perfectly timed juicy scoop that will surely defeat this autocrat intent on preserving our racial caste system. I know that scoop exists, and I don't need evidence to have confidence in that man. And that's your signal boost. Thank you to my analysts. When Tuning Out the News returns, Hot Take defends Trump ignoring the January 6th committee subpoena like it was a missed call from Eric. Plus, Democratic rock star Cori Bush. Stick around. Ugh, you guys, I feel kind of bad about canceling Michelle Obama's mom. Kylie! You gotta do you, girl! Up next, Congresswoman Cori Bush joins the right-wing pundits of Hot Take to discuss the January 6th committee's decision to subpoena Donald Trump. All that and more after the break. This week on Hot Take, host Tyler Templeton ranted to Congresswoman Cori Bush about Trump's latest subpoena, the Democratic Party's focus on abortion, and the legal strategy of Alex Jones. Hey, it's host who puts up a fight when someone tries to clip my nails, but I know it needs to be done. Tyler Templeton, alongside co-host whose favorite movie genre is Christian Father Triumphs by Never Changing, Body Davis, co-host and bone-in meatloaf inventor Susan Shepard, and co-host noodling on the guitar in the Equinox locker room, Austin Sparks. Herschel Walker's badge is just as real as the Rice Krispie crumbs stuck to the back of it. This is Hot Take. What's up, my sand trout nap boys? Top story, the January 6th dumb mini has subpoenaed our savior, Donald Trump, a move eerily reminiscent of the Romans subpoenaing Jesus while he was draining ketchup onto his omelet at his Bethlehem golf resort. To show he won't even dignify the proceedings with a 15-page response, President Trump released a 14-page response reading, had even a small percentage of National Guard or fencing been there, there would have been no problem. January 6th would have been just another date. Yeah, if Congress had just put up some fencing, the rioters wouldn't have gotten to the other fencing they easily destroyed. Now here to discuss is Democratic Congresswoman and member of the Missouri liberal coastal elite, Cori Bush. Her new book is The Forerunner, a story of pain and perseverance in America. What's up, Congresswoman? <laughs> hey, now I'm the part of the coastal elite. I, I live in St. Louis. It's, that's Missouri. It's in the middle of the country. <laughs> hey, that could be the middle is the coast to the coast in a sense. Anyhow, Congresswoman, you're staunchly against the prison industrial complex. Are you now going to say that there should be different rules for presidents who commit crimes? <laughs> Absolutely not. So thanks to the work of the January 6th committee that I support um, under the leadership of Benny Thompson, who's been doing an amazing job, we know more today about the premeditated. It was a violent supremacist attack, a white supremacist attack on our Capitol. And we know more about the role that Donald Trump, who is not our savior, what? played in inciting it. The work this committee has engaged in, including the subpoena request, which we are so happy about, is important towards getting accountability. Okay, so it's okay for the left to police our speech, but it's wrong for the right to give a concussed Capitol policeman a speech impediment? Uh, double standard much? 
Trump did everything he could to reduce the violence that day. Instead of letting the rioters all rip off each other's heads, he told them to focus on only ripping off his one vice president's head. Moving on, we are 20 days from the Republicans decisively taking over Congress, assuming our freak candidates hold off the voices in their heads telling them to rob a bank, and the Democrats are stalker-level obsessed with the abortion issue. As if it's a bad thing to hit the open road with some friends and belt out the classics to distract you from your ectopic hemorrhage. A Congresswoman, as you recount in your book, this issue is personal to you. Why are Democrats focused on abortion instead of bigger, unrelated issues like how inflation is making diapers unaffordable? It's not a bigger issue, it's another issue. So we can't get caught up in the trap of thinking that groups of voters only care about a single issue because we don't lead single issue lives. And that's why Democrats all across our country are communicating on why we're working to improve people's lives um, and how we're working to improve people's lives daily while Republicans are trying to divide us with one issue or another. And we know what will happen if they take power. They could give tax cuts to billionaires. That's what they want to do. And uh, that's policy violence. And we won't allow them to harm our community. I thought the Democrats were all about protecting minorities, yet they lose their GD minds when the Supreme Court bravely lifts up the minority of Americans who think women are sentient baby fast pitch machines. Moving on, President Ganjo Smokey Bong Biden continues. What? Yeah, that's right. President Joe Biden. He's a bong. President Joe Biden. He's a bong. Now, to take President the president continues to take his marching orders from the shadowy cabal of 70% of Americans who support decriminalizing pot and pardoned federal marijuana possession offenders. He took a break from embarrassingly telling his pained son that he loves him to say this. No one should be in jail just for using or possessing marijuana. It's already legal in many states. Too many lives have been upended because of our failed approach to marijuana. First, he does what American voters want. Who's he going to satisfy next? China? Congresswoman, at a time when pipelines are already under attack, why would Biden attack our prison one? He's not attacking a prison pipe, the prison pipeline um, in the way uh, that you're speaking about it. He's attacking it because we need to decarcerate, we need to decriminalize, uh, which has been a problem in this country because drug possession is the most arrested offense in the United States. This president's action, Joe Biden's action is historic and it sends a crucial statement on how we need to approach broader reforms to drug policy in this country. When 6,500 people with prior simple marijuana convictions see, they will get to see this wiped out and it will open up opportunities for them to gain housing, which is what we want. Educational opportunities and employment. Removing those barriers, you all, is important. Fair enough, Congresswoman. All I'm going to say is we're forgetting these nonviolent prisoners were actually great role models for the violent ones. Look, I'm fine with billionaires, and I'm fine if weed is no longer the pretext for police to beat up people, as long as they're allowed to manufacture other pretexts and the beatings get done. Moving on, Alex Jones has been ordered to pay a billion dollars to the Sandy Hook families for the supposed crime of ruining their lives for profit. Jones is protecting his assets by filing bankruptcy, a savvy tactic I would like to hear more about. Joining me now is attorney and certified bankruptcy law specialist, Mark J. Marcus. Welcome to Hot Take. Uh, I hear you're in California. So how's the weather? Nice down there? It's nice, a little cloudy at the moment. I don't moment, have time for nice. this shit. 
I got real problems if they can charge Alex Jones a billion for a few offhanded campaigns of terror that I have screwed. Here are uh, a few of the things I have said. I said Michael J. Fox is faking it and made coasters promoting the theory. I told everyone that butt-chugging arm and hammer laundry detergent conclusively reversed all stage 4 cancers. Um, I wrote that Ben Affleck and JLo's wedding reception featured a sick game where they killed me. So, Marcus, Mark, walk me through how I can bankrupt my company, Slander's Hero, Slander Heroes, sorry. Marcus, Mark, walk me through how I can bankrupt my company, Slander Heroes LLC, to protect my assets. Well, it doesn't actually work like that. I mean, any corporation can file a bankruptcy case and uh, uh, try to retain its assets and continue in business. It needs to, of course, follow all the rules and uh, creditors get to vote for or against whatever plan that you're proposing. Uh, you know, a corporation always has to repay at least as much as the value of its assets. So you don't just get to walk away from the assets and you don't get to just use the assets for whatever you want. Like you're saying, Alex Jones is planning on using the money to fund his, uh, you know, defeat the fraud campaign. Um, which is unlikely to be allowed in a bankruptcy court setting. All right, you can find Mark Mark at BKLaw.com, which I presume is short for Burger King Law. Mark, thanks for the advice, and why are you still here? Go hide all my assets now! Get out of here, Mark! Hurry! Oh my God, no! Mark, go! All right. Thank you, but get out of here! No, God, close your laptop! Oh my God. Okay. Thank you to my co-host and guest, Congresswoman Cori Bush. Thanks, Congresswoman. Thank you. After the break, Hot Take has another exclusive preview of their nut-busting, race-baiting conservative late-night show, Sparks, with host Austin Sparks. Stick around. Home app. Your insurance doesn't cover therapy, so try Rain Sounds. Before we go, Austin, can you give us a preview of Sparks? Sure can, amigo. For those who've been living under a rock, I'm also the host of Tuning Out the News' hit, No One Is Safe Late Night Show, Sparks. And tonight's episode is literally off the chain. We send Marco Rubio to a hippie coffee shop with a kale detector. Then, sproing, it's John Goslin's turn in the Bonermobile. Finally, we're going to make fun of a pig while it's asleep. That's tonight on Sparks. And hey, don't forget to subscribe to the Sparks cast on the Ear Deuce Radio Network and leave us a five vodka tampon review. Wicked, wicked wild. The sound quality was all screwed up last episode and I loved it. Good night, everyone. I hosted a Photoshop Jane Fonda riding on Epstein's plane challenge. A lot of great entries. Until next week, this has been Tuning Out the News, the podcast. If you're enjoying the podcast, please give us a five-star rating on Apple or Spotify. Watch Stephen Colbert Presents Tuning Out the News on Comedy Central, Wednesdays after The Daily Show. And follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.